Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. The gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet where you ask the hard questions like Is there a union for invisible servants? Uh, there should how be. How would they find each other? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That is they a can't see good... each other. Yeah. <laughs> how do you unionize and organize to get your rights when you can't even fucking look at one another? Do they have a sense of where the others are? That's a, that's a good question. Do they? Can they? Well, they're not know. sentient. Well, I mean, they're sentient. But they are? I don't know if they're sapient. Well, sentient is different. Oh, yeah. right. They're not sapient. Well, I, did, I... Fuck. But, like, if you have two invisible servants, if you summon two of them... <laughs> would that would be they... fucked up or what? Yeah, would, would that be fucked up or what? Like, fucking Borges Scott. Uh, but, like, <laughs> would you just... Would, you col- would they collide with each other? Or would they just like, like, like you said, have a sense? Oh my god! They fight until one is dead, question. and then the other one does the activity. <laughs> one accidentally dies, and the person's like, "Shit, now I gotta double the work." <laughs> well, no, because that one isn't oh bound by god. contract to the to that specific uh, demand. Okay, you know what? This, okay, I think, I think they would if they were even aware of each other. Yeah. But then again, they stop existing when you unsummon them, so... Yeah, so what's the point? Mayfly Union. Maybe that is why they're oh fucking God. unionizing. <laughs> the, the right it's to like, exist. What? They that's don't want to stop existing. That's, if that's not a good metaphor for capitalism, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Do you want to play some Pathfinder today? Yes. I don't want to think about the ethics of Unseen Servant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <clears throat> previously in Extinction Curse, everyone, uh, you guys were deep underground in Moonstone Temple, looking for hints, looking for clues, uh, when you found out uh, that there was, in fact, something stopping you from getting the hints and clues. Uh, a giant vrock, a uh, pterodactyl demon that was really pissed off at you and wanted to kill you. And you guys were like, oh no, a giant vrock, and you killed it. Um, 
You did some studying. Um, found some interesting stuff out, uh, most notably of which was an extract that Royari found that told you... So Aradin didn't make the Aeon Orbs so much as he rescued them from deep underground where the Zulgath were, like, using them for fucked up evil rituals. So the Zulgath are kind of pissed about that and want them... Want to destroy them? You're not sure why? Um, well, other than maybe just petty revenge, but that would be really funny. You did that, you set it up, um, you went exploring, you found some interesting stuff. Uh, a haunted bathroom, a load of faceless stalkers, um, a golem, and most importantly, a little grail. Um, a grail that was uh, sacred to Nocticula, and it changed when she changed too. Uh, this grail of Nocticula allows you to redeem people who willingly drink from it. Uh, and you were able to give that to Givzib, who is a quasit, and Givzib turned from a chaotic evil fiend into... Well, you're not really sure what Givzib is now, because they're not a demon exactly anymore. By definition, a demon is the living embodiment of a corrupt soul, but now they're the living embodiment of a redeemed soul? And they're like purple and friendly, and their voice is like less grating on the ears. But you know what? Mm. Givzib is happy that you guys uh, put away her evil murder tots. And uh, that's where we're going to start play today, I think, everyone. Nice. You guys, uh, after a little bit of discussion, because holy shit, that hurt like hell. That golem fucked you up badly. Um, Ariato still has a big old dollop in your chest, which is not great at all, is it? Wait, I still have what? <laughs> the the curse uh, that was uh, pushed into you by the golem. Oh, right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if I cleanse that because I need uh, basically a removed curse, right? Yeah, um, that would re require a uh, removed curse. Yeah. Which means that your HP can't be healed except via magic until then. Because... Yeah. <laughs> It literally punched your body like it was made of clay, and now there's just a dent in you, and you're like, well, that's not nice. <laughs> it's pretty sucky. Well, <laughs> thankfully, however, it seems that at least a portion of uh, the stuff that's going on with your uh, divine stuff is magic. So you did heal up a little bit overnight, um, which is to say, not uh, as much as you would have uh, from your magic stuff. It's still kind of slow acting. Uh, but it's as much as if you'd slept normally without this magic stuff. And because you're a dream mate changeling, that's actually a little more than normal anyway. So, could be a lot worse. I guess. <laughs> so that means that, uh, Ariato, uh, you would have restored 28 HP overnight. Which isn't actually that bad. And, uh, Royari would have probably been able to blast you with the, um, Eye of Essence overnight. Uh, or before you went to bed to heal you a little bit more. Okay. Uh, which would have been... 78 HP back. So roll me 78. So overall, uh, Ariato, uh, last night you restored 64 HP. Oh, good. I'm back to full. <laughs> okay. So you still have, like, the very faint outline of a dent in your stomach, but you aren't, like, you aren't horribly battered. Okay. So you guys rested overnight. Ariato, you are sleeping as well as you can. Royara, you're sleeping great. You guys fell asleep in uh, the bedroom that the... Face of Stalkers had been uh, occupying earlier. Um, they took the body with them, thank fucking God. But you know what? 
Still kind of smells musky. I sure hope they did. <laughs> I imagine they just leave it. <laughs> this is your Dry problem ass. now. <laughs> Decompose shriveled body. And I think uh, you guys wake up. You were all sleeping in shifts. Ariato, I think when your shift uh, comes around, you're expecting to be woken up by Volio because, you know, it's not safe to... It's not safe to uh, all fall asleep here. You're in a dungeon. Um, you aren't woken up by Volio. <laughs> and when you wake up, you realize that's because he isn't in the room. There's no sign of Volio. There's no sign of Odd Body. Ray is still fast asleep. She's getting her beauty sleep. I think Ariato tiptoes to the door and peeks out of it really, really slowly, gently. Uh, no sign of Volio. What the fuck? Hmm. She gently wakes up Rayari. <laughs> um. Yes, my dear. Volio's not here. Oh, what? He and was, um, he sits up. He's like, what up? Yeah, uh, they were supposed to wake me up for uh my shift, but both he and our body are not here. All right. And Rayari's like, do you want to go look for them? Yes, I don't want to split us up, and I'd rather not leave you alone sleeping. Uh, yes, thank you. I would prefer not to be alone while sleeping in a dungeon. Um, yes. And she, she stands up and she swings the uh, jacket around her shoulders. And it's like, um, and she's like, shall we? Okay. Royari, you get ready for the day. Um, your Aeon Orbs spinning into position and circling over your head. Um, Ariato, you pick up your rucksack, from which the redeemed uh, Gibzib is snoring gently. Uh, it looks like this was coming towards the end of the your sleep anyway, so you guys have regained all your like uh, stuff, and you're like you're ready to do your daily preparations and stuff. But there is no sign of Volio, and he could be anywhere. You don't know if he's dead necessarily. You don't think Volio would just run off and die, but you also don't think Volio would abandon you, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the plan? Where are you guys headed? Um, I think for the moment, they're just gonna leave the room. Okay. Uh, Rayari's like, uh, Rayari opens the door first and looks around. No sign. It's quiet. Um, you've, like, heard Zulgat passing by in the night, but thankfully no one actually came into the room. Looks like this place is mostly abandoned by now. Mm-hmm. Actually, and thanks to you guys. They're definitely aware that someone's here, though, considering that there were bodies kind of scattered here and there. Although, maybe they might have thought that uh, this guy was killed by whatever he was summoning, because there was a giant summoning circle on the floor. You don't know. It's all conjecture at this point. Volio's not here in the corridor, either. That's the point. Yeah. Um, let's check some of the rooms. I doubt, I doubt they'd be in any of the smaller rooms, so... I don't think they're in the ghost room either. Uh, library? Mm, let's try. Mary starts heading that way with. Oh. And oh. in there, you do in fact find Volio. Uh, Volio, what are you doing? Well, 
currently, Volio is kind of kneeling on the ground. There's a pile of books around him. There's books all over the room. Uh, nothing's torn up, just they're kind of... You can tell they've been thrown. Uh, he's shaking as he's like reading through a book currently and he looks a little worse for wear uh volio dear are you all right <laughs> and he turns around and he's like oh you y'all fake uh yeah um it was my shift and you you weren't in the room so i got worried Ah, time passes so fast, doesn't it? Uh, apologies. You are okay, right? Of course. We're okay. We're glad that you're okay, but are you okay? Rayari uh, walks over to where, Volio, to where Volio is, um, and there's a table nearby. They pull out a chair um, and sit down in the chair backwards. And it's like, we're going to talk about this. Are you okay? Talk about what? The fact that you're shaking. Uh, and he stops instantly. I can... Shaking? Volio. Your voice is shaking too. Stopping shaking doesn't mean you weren't is shaking. Is it shaking? I did not notice. Uh, <laughs> Volio. I must be so tired. <laughs> my dearest clown, it is okay for you not to be okay. If something's going on, you can talk to us. Certainly, I know that you would want us to be able to speak to you. We are a family. Is it something you found? He looks really fucking nervous at that. Uh, he kind of stands up and he's like, uh, no, uh, I have not found anything. I was just uh, curious about what we had learned the other day. Uh, mm. about what we have been blessed with. Volio? I think Ariadna's gonna scan the books that are scattered really mm -hmm. fast. Oh, they're all about Aridin. Hmm. Volio, what is going on? You, like, I, I, I don't want to pry into your issues if it's something that is legitimately like, just, you don't want to talk about it, but you look extremely stressed. You can hide it as much as you want. But I, of all people, would know when somebody's doing that. For you? Yeah. I have emotions too, Volio. I'm just very bad at showing the negative ones. <laughs> it's okay. Like I said, we are a family. Uh. You and Ariado are the closest people in my life. Yes, yes, I love you both dearly. Um... I love you too, which is why I want to know what's wrong. Nothing, nothing is wrong. Nothing has ever been wrong, ever. Rayari, like, t turns a little bit to Terry and I was like, he's fucking lying. <laughs> Get a load of this guy, Cam. What <laughs> <laughs> are your thoughts on keeping these powers? Keeping? Um, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I don't... I guess I... Mm, I guess it doesn't really matter to me if we keep them or not. They're cool to have. They're, they come 
they're really good in a pinch, but... I don't know. Our life is a circus, so I don't think that that's gonna change. Hmm. And you? It's a very complicated subject that I do not really have an answer for because of everything that you have already witnessed. The gesture in the, in the, in the general direction of the books about Aridin. Um, my other side of the family is partial. I just want- I don't know. I like the- I love being able to do things like not die. But I don't really know. I just want to keep living. He takes a deep breath and he kind of claps his hands together and he's like, Right, perfect! Just what I wanted to hear. Why? No reason. I just needed to do my research. And he puts the book that he was reading back on the shelf. Doesn't look at any of the other books he's thrown out in the room. Uh, and just kind of starts walking back. If you don't mind, I will need to catch up on sleep. I need it. Apologies again for not waking you. It's no problem. I have a pretty okay internal clock. Does Ariato then just like, does the whole sleeping in thing just Ariato being like, fuck, I want to? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> She has an amazing <laughs> internal clock. It's just she hates mornings. That's so she fair just feels like Man, this is the easiest session ever. I don't have the GM at all. <laughs> I think um, Rayari picks up the book. Yep, Ariato is right on her shoulder. <laughs> we are looking through this Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I, I am a little bit nosy. Now, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Um, most of them are opened to pages that have, like, information on his powers and stuff and, like, what he's done. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a book specifically, I think the ghost guy showed it to them, uh, and it was, didn't it say something about being blessed with Aridin's powers? Mm-hmm. Like, if you, it kind of like, uh, what was implied, uh, sure, a lot of that conversation was, like, by, uh, taking more and more stuff from the Aeon Orbs, you'll get more and more of his power. That one is specifically thrown across the room. It's like fucking wedged into the wall. Yeah, there's, if there's a crack in the wall, it's like wedged in there. It's almost like it was uh, paved in there to begin with, but no, he just threw it. Well, Ariadna's gonna go pick that one up. <laughs> Seemingly enraged. <laughs> Maybe desperation. It's all stuff you've already read. It's nothing new. The whole thing about, like, the more Aeon Orbs you collect, the more of Aridin's life power will be given into you, and ultimately you'll be able to go to Aridin's throne at the top of the Cortos Mountains and reignite the life of the Aeon Orbs, bringing the Isle of Cortos and Aaron back to life. Mm. Six superpowers, save the world. This seems like a good deal. No subtext? No subtext. <sighs> Ariana puts the book back in its place on the shelf. <laughs> Not on the wall? No. <laughs> she doesn't want to piss off Ghost Man. <laughs> um, I think it's at this point that you do feel the air getting a little colder again. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to clean up the books. In a, uh, I'm going to clean up the books. You keep reading the one that Volio put back. Greetings, Circus. 
Elta Dark kind of rides out of the floor. Hello there. Hi, just cleaning. <laughs> cleaning up after your friend. Uh, yeah. Yes. Did you did did you hear all that? Were you there for all of that? <laughs> I certainly was there, quote unquote. I thought you were here to fix everything. I am so sorry. What a hot-headed young man. Oh, they—they they are a hot-headed clown. That is true. Um. I did not appreciate uh, your companion making a mockery of this holy library, and I certainly didn't like it when he destroyed me. He destroyed you? Yes, in one-on-one -on -one combat. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I told him to stop smashing my library, and he killed me. But you know, it—I don't take it personally. I can't die. I'm a ghost, but. Certainly, it was quite unpleasant to be reassembled into ectoplasmic molecules for a few hours. Yeah, I would imagine that is unpleasant. I'm very, like, Will I- Will you deliver a message for me and tell him that that was quite rude and I didn't appreciate it? Oh, we will. Sure. All is forgiven so long as you remove these cursed troglodytes from this temple. Oh, that's, that's on the plan. A question for you. Mm. Did you, you, you said that you were there, like- did you hear anything that he, that they were saying? Quite a few swear words in his terrible little accent. Oh, his accent is wonderful. How dare you. Um, Sometimes. I didn't like that one. Well, I didn't mean if he was cursing, I understand. Um, <laughs> did you hear anything in particular? Because we weren't able to really gleam any information other than... I think they're upset about something. Well, I can tell you, he was quite upset about something indeed. Well, you see, what happened was I came up, I heard Mr. Uh, Volo having a tantrum. And I came up and I told him, cease your foul tantrum, clown man. And he turned to me and he asked me, how do I get rid of it? And I was, I did not understand, and I told him as such, and through his vagaries and not answering my question of what do you mean, Sir Clown, he just started killing me. <laughs> and I, I started killing back, but evidently he's good what? at- Bustin apparently makes that man feel good. And I was <laughs> returned to the ethereal coil for a few hours to reassemble. How do I Bustin does make him feel pretty good. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> she turns to Ryari and tells him, I don't think Folio likes the Aridin powers. Why? I don't know. What happened? Is there any information in the books? I don't know. <laughs> Ryari opens the book that Volio had been reading to try and find anything. No, it's literally, book. it's literally all just stuff about how, like, like what Aradin did. You find like, oh, Aradin fought a lich king. Oh, Aradin raised an island from the sea. Oh, Aradin studied ancient magic in the jungles. Oh, Aradin uh, made a really cool sword, etc., etc. And like, it doesn't. You don't see how any of this relates to Volio being pissed off. And you're sure he didn't say that they didn't say anything else in particular that that could have that could give you any more information on what was going on? I'm afraid none whatsoever. But if you require more, may I suggest going up to him and asking bluntly so that he can dodge the question? 
<laughs> That's exactly our problem. He dodges. Yes, he's really well, I have no idea how I can help you. Unfortunately, I don't particularly care about the emotional affairs of the living, so if you'll if uh if you don't mind, I will get back to haunting and you shall get back to smashing troglodytes. Right. Does that sound like a fair deal? Sure. <laughs> Alright, adios. <gasps> and he fades away. Do you think Portfolio is upset with it with it being Aridin in particular? Maybe. Um, hmm. I know that, I know that he's old, like, he's an old person. Well, <laughs> to us. Relatively, yeah. Because he, he said that he was alive when, when Aridin was, which is not out of the, which is not out of the question, considering he's an elf. That's, yeah. Hmm. But I couldn't ask, I don't know if it's something that Aridin in particular did. I don't know. Did Aridin personally upset him? It's possible. Aridin killed his fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happened. I don't know. I mean, I... Yeah, I would definitely be upset if someone that I knew personally who was kind of a dickwad get all the good treatment in history books. <laughs> I love I the subtle insinuation that... Uh, Volio himself personally knew Aridin. That is extremely <laughs> terrifying. I like it. <laughs> Entirely possible, but extremely terrifying. They were best friends. Smiley face. <laughs> what kind of smiley face? The passive-aggressive smiley face or the actual smiley face? <laughs> I don't... Uh, <laughs> Rari um, sort of helps put things away and he's like, I don't know if we're going to get any more information from these books. No. I had to go to Volio himself, but that didn't work. We can try again if we so wish. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Oh, I just hope that, he, that they listen. I just want to know what's going on. It's not like... You're not going to begrudge them, I mean... Even though I have powers from Aridin, my deity will always be Nocticula. Well, yeah, I worship Iomene. I don't particularly- I mean, I care about Aridin, but that's just kind of about it. Yeah. The unfortunate matter, uh, matter of fact is that we kind of live on Aridin's terrain, I would say. This is pretty much like... Yeah. Big Rocky pulled out of the water. He did happen to make. <laughs> yeah, so this is Cortex. all him. All of this is him. So. Okay, I think that we should go back for now and we can ask one more time and then drop it for the moment, maybe. Okay, yeah. Do you guys head back to uh, your temporary room? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think as you're leaving, Azul Gap probably opens the door and is like, "What?" <laughs> and we're not gonna roleplay it out, but you guys almost certainly kill the shout that Azul Gap, right? Oh yeah, Ariato pulls him oh, into yeah. the library, <laughs> and I think they both just go wild. Okay, so a few minutes, a f about ten minutes later, you guys have returned to um, the room that you were all camping out in. Um, you've successfully evaded detection for the night. 
Evidently, no one's suspicious enough to have come looking for you. So that's good. Um, you're in this abandoned bedroom, uh, where no one will think to look. And uh, Volio is probably sucking his tongue. Uh, Oddbody is probably curled around on his head. And yeah, you have another day of dungeoneering ahead of you. All right. Well, Volio is probably still asleep, but you're like you're ready to go for the day. Riari sits down on the on the other bed, I think, with with um with Ariana while they wait for him to wake up. I mean, eventually he does, and uh, he. He wakes up and he's like, Good morning. Oh, I slept so well. Good morning. I'm sure. Oh, I am so glad. You're sure you don't want to talk about it? About sleeping? Uh, not about sleeping. You are doing this I on mean, purpose. I mean, I had a weird dream and I will tell you about it if you need. I, I would love to hear about your dream. I, you... I was in the grocery market, and then Godzilla was there. Um, it might have looked like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. But still, <laughs> uh, if you were to encounter it, you should run like it's Godzilla. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am very sorry that you had a scary dream. You're sure that you don't want to talk about why you were in the library? Oh, was I sleepwalking? You... We had a talk, you encountered a ghost man, who said it was very rude of you killing him? Yes. Yes, why did you do that to him? Killing? That? Well, I mean, not permanently, obviously, he's a ghost. But why did you do that? I was very rude. He's helping us. (laughs) You know, I do not know what I am doing when I'm sleepwalking. You were not sleepwalking. Huh? You were very awake. Oh, well, if you insist. You are sleepwalking and you are nervous. I simply do not know what you're talking about. And he gets up and he he kind of like puts his arm out for Oddbody, uh, who snakes up around it. Yeah, Oddbody kind of curls up and he's like uh, happily constricting uh, Volio's hand. <laughs> Good boy. Uh, well, we have a lot to do today, yes? Mm-hmm. So, on we go. He squints at them. And he leaves the fucking room. <laughs> okay. Well, surely that won't ever come up again. Surely. So you know that you have some stuff. Um, according to uh, some inside info you got last episode, apparently in uh, the bottom, like, the south uh, mm-hmm. east of this temple, uh, there's something about statues that you didn't really quite understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, treasure. That's what uh, the faces stalkers have told you. Something, something, treasure, something, something, uh, southeast. Um, you also know there is one, uh, demon caller left. Uh, so that's gonna be fun to deal with. It sure will be. To the north, right? Uh, we came from the north. That was the clay demon. Oh, was it south? Was it, uh. East first? Well, we haven't gone to the, um, there's another corridor on the other side, so I guess we should just go west? You are right. So according to the Face of Stalkers, uh, there's some cool treasure down to the southwest. Uh, they didn't really give you much information beyond that. Mm-hmm. You also know that there is a single demon caller left, um, which as is... As well as our old boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if she's down here. Somewhere. Somewhere. We'll kill her. And if she is, well... We'll kill her? 
Murder. I'll be throwing. I'll be throwing punches. She'll never find her down here. Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> as long as we can get away with it. You guys, you guys are fucking uh, good until pr- like no one can prove it. God. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. So you guys uh, pass uh, out of the uh, sort of bedroom corridors and you make your way into that refractory uh, that you were, saw earlier uh, with the faded tapestries along the walls and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. To the south is that crossroad where you first met Altadar. And to the north, there's another crossroad, but you don't really care. You, ugh, ugh, crossroad, gross. Anyway, ugh. which way are you guys headed? Uh, they said southwest, right? Yeah, they said that there was some cool treasure in the southwest. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. To themselves. Let's go southwest then. The best of it. And I bust the door down. Just n- no hesitation? No hesitation. Fuck it. Oh dear. Uh, well, what you find is certainly interesting. Twelve statues ring the perimeter of this round cavernous chamber. The exquisitely detailed stonework depicts humans facing inward towards the room's center, each wearing a mask of cloth letter or stranger materials. Low stone steps into, uh, lead to a circular dais at the center of the room, where an inscription has been carved into the grey stone. Double doors exit to the north and east. That's interesting. There's a lot of statues, all 12 of them in a big circle around a huge symbol of Arden carved into the floor. Are they recognizable as anyone? Well, they're wearing masks. Can I take the mask off? Well, uh, let me tell you specifically that you probably do if you roll me a religion check or an occultism or society check. Okay. And Rorari, you'll have this a little bit lower. Those are all bad rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... Religion, occultism, or society. (laughs) I got a two? That leads to a five. Volio, they're vampires. Oh, God. <gasps> Not like even statues of vampires. These are real vampires. Volio looks fake frightened. And he's like, oh my God. I rolled a 19 plus 9. Um, that is a... 28. 28. 28 and okay. I rolled a 22. Okay. So, Ariato, you do instantly recognize the statue. And Royer, you actually know quite a bit about the statues because you got a crit success. Hell yeah. Ariato... You can tell that these are all statues of Aradin. Uh, wow. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Except each is drastically different. Like, you see one is like... Well, they're not statues of Aradin per se, but they're statues of worshippers of Aradin. But each of them is also kind of like an avatar of Aradin, if that makes sense. Okay. You Like, one of these is like a woman, like a big burly woman with tick arms... There's like another one where it's like a, uh, a pudgy man, um, a wizened woman, uh, a stooped elderly man, etc., etc. But each of them also kind of represents Arden, you're pretty sure, though you don't quite know. Hmm. Um, but Royari, you actually know these. You were taught about them uh, by the Order of St. Sarnax. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royer, you recognize these are the 12 guises of Aradin. Uh, carved okay. into the floor, you see Azanti words that you recognize say, uh, Aradin blesses those who share his guises. Um, you were taught about this at the Order of St. Sarnax a lot as a kid. 
and you know that uh, legend says that Aaron sometimes walked the world disguised as a practitioner of a common profession, such as a farmer or a shepherd. Um, you can see that mm-hmm. uh, there is the artisan, who is a muscular woman swinging a carpenter's hammer. Uh, she wears a patchwork mask of balsa wood, iron, and leather. Uh, there's the artist, a willowy man carrying a sculptor's tools and painter's palette. He wears a mask woven of boar's bristles. The beggar, a stooped elderly man with an empty bowl in one hand, which reaches out with the other. Uh, this statue wears a mask of burlap cloth. The farmer, a broad-shouldered woman, clutches a sheaf of wheat and a sickle. This statue wears a mask woven of dried grain stalks. The fisher, a burly man, hauls a net laden with fish. The statue wears a mask of silvery netting. The hunter, a cloaked woman, crouches low, aiming a heavy bow towards the centre of the room. This statue wears a mask of brown leather adorned with autumn leaves. The merchant, a pudgy man, carries a scale under an arm and holds out a hand with a palm full of coins. He isn't wearing a mask. Uh, The scholar, this statue depicts a wizened woman hauling a sack of books in bow arms, a quill tucked behind her ear. This statue wears a mask of constructed stiff parchment. The shepherd, a young man, holds a crooked staff and reaches down to stroke a stone lamb. This statue wears a mask of spun wool. The soldier, a stocky woman, stands to attention, a crossbow strapped to her back and a longsword and dagger at her belt. This statue's mask is constructed with pieces of broken blades. The tailor, a lanky man, displays lengths of cloth draped over an arm and holding a needle and tread. This statue's mask is also missing. The thief. A grinning woman touches the dagger at her belt and holds a purse with cut strings. The statue wears a mask of black satin. Damn, they really said, what if God was one of us? Literally, yes. The legend was, what if God was one of us? Um, you can tell that these, uh, are, this was kind of meant to be like a room meant for the high-ranking clergy. Uh, like a truly wondrous place. And each mask looks like they can cast a spell. Um, like after a quick look, uh, you know that the artisan's mask should be able to cast mending if you wear it. Uh, the beggar's mask will let you cast locate, etc., uh, etc. Et um, which would only function for an hour after being removed from the statue, so it won't help you in the long run. But it is pretty nice. That being said, you don't know why two of them are missing masks. That's not part of the story. Ariado takes out the list. Why are these vampires hiding? They're not vampires. They look like it. What? <laughs> They're cold and hard and made of rock. <laughs> They're statues. Like a classic vampire. They're statues. I don't think that vampires are not made out of rock. What? Well, have you ever come across one? No, but if I did, I think I, I would have. Know. Have you? Yes. Really? One of my many past lovers. Oh, lovers? What? <laughs> many? What? what? I did not know about this. Anyway, tell me about these statues. Oh. So, uh, well, Ariato, as you are checking, you see that the ones that are remaining are Ghost Diadem, Goblet, Balm, and White Stole. And you're like, Ghost Diadem and Goblet? I know what those are. Oh. I got those. So those are things that she hadn't stolen yet. But, scribbled out, you do see 
a mask made of coins and a mask of fine silk. Hmm, those are far hmm. gone. So those ones have been crossed out. Those are out. the ones that are missing. The ones that she took already. Uh huh. We're looking uh, at. Do you see a merchant and a tailor are missing theirs? And you look at the thing that says "mask of coins, mask of silk," and you're like, "Okay, bitch." <laughs> yeah, this is pretty on brand for her. Yeah, she took those already. Oh, oh, wonderful. Uh, as expected. Ryer, you know that you shouldn't be leaving with like with that. That's like that's going to fuck with this quite a lot. Fuck with this place? Fuck with these statues. You're not supposed to take them away. Like, they're magically bounded to these statues. And yes, they might be, like, valuable, but you're supposed to keep them in this temple to use for magic. You're not... She's not so... These masks don't work for a long time after taking them off. They're valuable, but they're also... I don't think she was very concerned with it. Rari's sort of, like, pacing a little bit. The thing is, is that, like, they're... Mm, they're supposed to stay here. That's gonna mess with these somehow. I'm not sure. Obviously, it's been years since I studied mm. these. But I do not think that these are supposed to leave this place. Will we die if they continue to go away? I don't know. I don't think they'll die, but I'm not... I don't think that good things mm. are going to come of that. Well, not much we can do. She's probably already pawned them off. Hmm. Knowing her. What a sad tale. This place will never be the same again. Never complete. Oh, well. <laughs> At the very least, we should try to get them back. If you want to track it down, Susie, marketplace. Well, keyword here being try. <laughs> try all you might. Knowing her, she would she'd either pawn them off or keep them for herself for some reason. I'll help you, but I'm not optimistic. Considering what they are and what they might be able to do, I think that she'd want them for herself, probably. Assuming she knows that, uh, or she does not know that they stopped working after a while. Well, not a lot of people would know that, considering it is like a this is a temple of Meriden. It's only really people that worshipped. Or learned about him that would know things like that. Yeah, she's not a very godlike woman. <laughs> no, she's I would not. say the opposite. I'd the, say she was uh, making of Asmodeus herself. The only reason that I know is because of my family. Religious upbringings. They come in clutch. Once. <laughs> they do come in clutch sometimes. Well, we'll have to find them. There's a door up here. Well, it could be it could be actual treasure because I don't want to take any of this. This is the southwest room. Yes, no, I do not want to take these. These are kind of important, and I don't want to piss off Ghost Man. And they're important, and I also I I do respect this religion. Oh yes, I just worship Iomade. Rayari sort of Rayari sort of like creaks the door open. Uh, well, you creak the door to the north open. Uh, having avoided potentially bothering these uh, holy statues, you see that there's a corridor. And it's an interesting corridor because while half of it leads uh, into further, you know, temple buildings, uh, the whole west side of the wall is just kind of collapsed. Well, now we know how they got in. <laughs> oh, they broke in. 
Yeah, a crude ramp of crumbled stone and earth leads from the cavern floor up to the hallway. Mm. And that's a huge-ass hole that leads deeper and darker than you can see, and I think each of you instinctually knows, oh, that leads down to the Darklands. Uh. And frankly, as you look around at the rubble here, it practically looks like a small army was true here. Oh, Jesus. Like, you remember every single Zuget you met here and every single Zuget you met back in Aberton? Hmm. Yeah, multiply that by, like, six. Oh, my God. What if we closed up the entrance and smoked them out? That is a, that is a huge fucking hole and there's no one here anymore. I... I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> it does know. smell bad, and but, like... There's filthy nests, cold fire pits, and broken tools. There must have been hundreds of Zulga camped here, or more. That's less than good. If there, it seems that there were a lot of them through here, and I don't like that. Hmm. I will say, um, if you guys uh, want to make a quick perception check. 25. Twinsies. Hey. Okay. Uh, 21. Okay. So, uh, Ariato, you find a jade bauble. Ooh. Um, it is a bit of jade, which is uh, carved in the shape of a duelist, or in this case, a multi-armed duelist. Oh, my God. Uh, when you activate the bauble, it's a trinket, so you can only do it once per day, uh, and you can only do it if you have affixed it to a, ma- a weapon you are a master in. When you activate the bauble, it magically draws the attention of its foes. Until the start of your next turn, enemies within reach of the weapon uh, are flat-footed. Oh, so it's a okay. flat-footed on command tank. And if you didn't want it, you could sell it for quite a lot of money. That is a valuable item. Mm, all right. Sick. Um, and also, at Volio, you find an iron disc. Oh? And this iron disc... After a few seconds of checking it out, you realize is a runestone. <gasps> a runescape. Uh, and on the runestone, <laughs> no, not like the runescape. Uh, on the runestone, <laughs> you see that it has the properties of a plus one striking weapon and a plus uh, a plus one striking weapon and the wounding rune. Oh. Which is to say, if you were to transfer the runes on this onto a weapon. The, pers- the weapon would suddenly be a plus one wounding weapon, which is to say it would do an extra damage dice and it also would do a d6 of bleed damage. Oh, damn, that's sexy. You hit someone so hard that they just Jesus. start bleeding from their mouth. I like Fuck. that. I like that a lot. Volio likes that a lot. Unfortunately, it only works on a piercing or yeah, slashing melee weapon. Damn it. Fuck. Shit. Son of a bitch. Hmm. I cannot make people bleed with this. Well, can't you make people bleed normally, dear? Yes, but only in a pulp. Well, the, well I mean, you have a very large hammer, is the Yes, thing. but I cannot stab them. <laughs> you know that you could just stop using the hammer and get a new Absolutely weapon not. if you wanted to do stuff. Okay, and unfortunately, you are not going to be able to stab. Maybe if I put nails on my club. I feel like that would be a bit much, dear. <laughs> I mean, you could probably try to um, 
like you have the inventor feat, Volio. I do. I will allow I really you do. to try. I will allow you to try to figure out a way to put spikes at the uh, edge of your hammer, but it would take some downtime. <gasps> like what? Oh my god! Like one of those meat tenderizers, but with knives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be terrifying. Jesus. Would you like it? Yes, I would. You are all so. You're all so <laughs> messy. I'd love it. I'd love to do it. Fully spent okay. an entire day doing it. Yeah. So are you gonna pocket this? Mm-hmm. Okay, you pocket that. Does anyone want the jade bobble, or do you want to count? Do you want to sell that? You know that you could probably sell for fifty gold. Hmm. Pawn it. Pawn it. You want to sell it? Oh, I don't give a shit. But if you aren't going to use it, we might as well sell it. I don't know if I'd use it personally, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, we could sell it. Nice. Okay. You uh, put that into your bag of weasels? No, the bag of holding. No. <laughs> um. Not the bag no. of weasels. Well, maybe next time. No. Um, no, next time. <laughs> One day. Okay. So you've you've uh, discovered some treasure here. Uh, there is a door up to the north, and uh, there is another door up to the east. What could these doors possibly lead to? Uh, maybe we could try the north. Mm. North? Sure. Yes, okay. I was going to any mini mini mullet, but yes. Um, as you are approaching, you see that there is a carving uh, above the door, which reads, Rest in Peace. Oh, someone's dead in here. Uh, you can tell that this is definitely a crypt. Uh... Yes. Someone? Oh, there's a crypt here. There are lots Ooh, of let's go sightseeing. It goes in. <laughs> oh my god. Volume pushes the door open and fucking shits himself. He closes the door. <laughs> uh, you hear a loud rumbling noise on the other side, and someone screaming in anger and undercommon. It's a big dinosaur! A dinosaur? A big one, and there's a little guy on it? Why is there a little man on it? So who else would pilot it? Pilot? Suddenly the doors smash outwards slightly. Um, they're, and like the wall is dented. <laughs> and something is clearly trying to smash through. Oh, uh, shit. Shall we hide? Yes, act like it's never happened. What about this room right here? <laughs> well, as you're like trying to do that, unfortunately, the creature does bust through the wall slightly. Uh, smashing it down. And, uh... Uh-oh. I'm afraid to... Oops, sorry. I'm afraid to tell you all, but, uh... You see a fucking Triceratops? Oh, no. Okay, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, what, that's exactly what we want now. And riding on its back, you see a fucking dude. Um... Another Zulgat. Uh, this one doesn't seem to be a mage, but he has got a saddle on this fucking Triceratops, and he is roaring in anger. Um, I expected dead people, but we are going to be the dead people. I don't think we're going to die. And uh, she, this like uh, Zulgat on her back, uh, howls and kind of like. At first, you thought it was anger, but you take its laughter now, and she's like. <laughs> Ah, travelers, you offer yourselves as tests for my latest invention. A dinosaur? 
Dinosaur riding! I don't think that's an invention. Um, and the, the fucking Triceratops is like grunting and roaring, and uh, she points and says, I am Sashelix, Dinosaur Tamer Extraordinaire. You tree must be why it's been so difficult to find any assistance recently. Have they all gone missing because you've been killing them? Oh, no, no, actually, we're just tourists. Ha, ha, ha. And judging by your gaudy outfits, you're with that decrepit cat lady. Oh, it's not <laughs> gaudy. Excuse you. How fucking dare you? <laughs> I shall have you crushed into a pulp. And then my faithful master, Shashek, will know that dinosaur riding is the way of the future of the Zulgat. <laughs> I will be viewed as a visionary among my people. How about you? And everyone, I'd like you to roll initiative. 20. Okay. 20. Okay. That's easy again. Okay. Well, that's not great because these guys did boat roll higher than the entire gang then. Oh, um, so, staring us off, uh, staring us strong, is a Triceratops. Holy shit. The Triceratops charges you uh, and it's going to attempt to trample you all as it just charges through you all. So, everyone, uh, as it's going to move through you, it's going to, uh, I need you to make me a reflex save, as it's going to just stomp right fucking through you all. Third? Oh my god. 27. Oh my god. You rolled a Oh my god. Jesus. That's a nat 20. 20. 27. Okay, and Volio? 27 also. We keep fucking matching. Um, so that means that Royari, you straight up duck b- into like the tunnel, like stumble, like tumbling backwards and doing like a cool backflip. Um, Volio and Ariato, both of you sidestep, but you mm-hmm. do get squished against the walls a little bit, and you both take nine damage. The Triceratops charges through all of you. You guys all manage to dodge it, uh, and you only take nine damage or zero damage in Royari's case, as it just fucking charges through you all. And that is its entire turn. Uh, it's Sarshelik's turn, uh, the rider. And uh, she is going to start casting spells while she's riding on its back. Uh, and she's going to cast Acid Arrow on Royari. Uh, she kind of like waves up a hand. Uh, she's too far away for you guys to smell right now because that, like he did charge all the way down the hall. That is going to be a 13 plus 18. That is a 31 to hit Royari. Yeah, that is. Okay, so that is going to be 38 Acid Damage. That's 15 acid damage, and also you take 1d6 persistent acid damage, too. So, that is 2 acid damage this turn, meaning for a total of 17 acid damage. Um, And she laughs a little bit, uh, screeching and uh, roaring out in undercommon. Uh, I don't think she can really do anything else, so she's just going to cast shield on herself. Uh, A green bubble warps around her. Um, Volio, it's your turn. What the fuck? What the fuck? Man, when he opened that door, he just wanted to see some corpses. That's all. That's all he asked for. Olio's going to take out his hammer. Uh, he's not going to rage yet because that'll take an action away and he won't be able to hit. And he's going to move over to them. He's going to hit mm-hmm. this Triceratops really hard. Okay, make me attack roll. <laughs> That's a three plus 
13, a 16. How does that I'm one fare? I'm so sorry, but that is a crit fail. <laughs> Give it to me. Okay, let's see what happens. Uh, on a crit fail, you... Slam your own foot! Uh... You know the Goofy scream? Yeah. That one. Can we? Okay, so Volio, you stub your uh, toe with your hammer and you take 1d10 persistent bleed damage. That's okay. I'm okay. Uh, you rolled, this is bad. Uh, you didn't get the magic one because you weren't raging yet, but yeah, that's how it'd yeah. be. Um, Ariado, it is your turn. Volio just did that. Um, uh, Volio, you take two damage. Uh, roll me a d20. Okay. At the twelve. Okay, you do stop bleeding. You're fine. You like you, you're you you're over it. You don't care. You're not bleeding nice. anymore. Um. Uh, okay, Ariadne, it is your turn. Let's see. Ooh. Okay. She's she's gonna activate her demon mask. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ariadne, you pull that out and you activate it. Um. What happens when you activate your demon mask? I get a plus one item bonus to intimidation, and I can cast fear once per day. So I get okay. it. So I basically get an extra fear. Excellent, Ariado! You pull this out, and uh, when you do, uh, you put on the visage of uh, Nocticula, and like dark shadows start to kind of glow around your face. Um, and they have to make a will save, right? Or is it who? Who are you attacking? The dinosaur or the rider? Hold up! I can attack the dinosaur. Yeah, 100%. I'll attack the dinosaur. Fuck <laughs> this dinosaur. Okay. Um, it got an 18 on its will save. Fail. Oh. DC of 20. <laughs> okay. Um, Ariadne, de- like the dark shadows uh, burst out of your mask and the triceratops that's a roar of terror and it kind of like starts backing up a little bit only for Sarshelix on its back to start spitting in uh, Undercom trying to stop it from being scared but it is frightened so its AC is lower along with everything actually holy shit and then um, she's gonna put on a shield because that's a big dinosaur that's a big dinosaur um Royari, it's your turn. Uh, you stood there. Uh, you did like one backflip, but then you just kind of posed for a moment. Uh, and you hold that pose until the last second, where you spin and start doing your stuff. What do you do? Um, it's my turn. My turn? Your turn. Fuck. I start doing a dance. Um, Royari is going to. Um. Do a cool and epic backflip over to the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Rari's gonna use her rapier. Okay. Um, I am going to use. I'm gonna use a finisher immediately because I'm just that sexy and I'm so okay. confident. That is a 10 plus 16. That is. I'm against the Triceratops. That is its AC exactly. Let's go. Ooh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 15, um, 15 damage on the finish. Ooh, very nice. Okay. As you slash through this thing's body, it lets out a roar of anger and also terror. It's still kind of afraid because of Ariato. <laughs> Good. Uh, how many actions do you have left for Ari? Um, one that I'm going to use to try and um, tumble through. Okay, make me an acrobatics check. 
Well, it wasn't good. It's a 17. A 17 is unfortunately a fail against Triceratops. That's okay. Um, so you don't get any panache. On your turn, Royari, you take a d6 of bl- uh, acid damage. That's four acid damage. Okay. Roll me a d20, see if you're still being acided. Okay. 14. Okay, uh, you kind of shake your cape and the sputtering acid spews onto the floor and hisses to a halt. You're good. Uh, it is the Triceratops' turn, though, and it is starting to lash out a little bit. Um, you hear uh, Sarshelix being like, Charge! And instead it just lets out a roar and uh, starts butting its head against Volio. There's a 34 to hit Volio. That's a crit, bitch. Uh, that is 13 piercing damage. Ouch. I take it. As your hor- its horns smash into you, and Volio uses a second action to use knockdown, as it smashes you onto the floor, you are prone. Oof. Uh, and it lets out a roar of anger, and it's going to try to stab you again with its horns as you're on the floor in a vicious gore. That is ah. a 19. Nope. Okay, that is its turn. It's Sarshelix's turn, and she sounds this useless creature. Oh, she smells real bad now that you guys are starting to get close. Oh, no. But she kind of conjures a ball uh, in her hands and uh, she points it uh, kind of into the center of the room and you realize, oh no, she's casting fireball. Uh-oh. And uh, she throws it into the center of the room where it will catch uh, Ariato, Volio, and Royari, but just not catch the Triceratops. Um, so all of you, you need to make me a reflex save. 26. 29. 16 plus 9, that is 25. You have no idea how lucky you all are. 25 is the DC. Oh. Uh, so you guys take half of 6d6. That's 14 damage. Uh, so half of that is 7 damage each. Bitch. <laughs> um, that is to turn. She cackles and laughs, and she casts a uh, shield on herself again. Uh, Volio, it's your turn. Volio, you're on the floor. You're slightly singed. Uh, what the fuck do you do? Uh, well... Folio brushes off the soot on himself. Okay. And Folio's gonna start raging. Okay. Uh, honk, honk! Uh, silly energy blast from you. And he, he kind of like waves his fist at the at the Zulgath on top of the Triceratops, and he's like, "Eat shit, asshole! Fall off your Triceratops!" And he casts grease. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. On the saddle. On the saddle, oh dear. Fuck this guy. Oh, that's not a good roll. <laughs> that's a 20. Damn, that's crazy, because my spell DC is like 22. <laughs> so, because you cast Grease, um, I'm going to assume that you want her to fall prone. Yes. I want her to fall off. Yeah, okay, cool. She falls... And she hits the floor, and I think she takes five damage because that's a pretty big dinosaur to fall off. And oh dear, oh dear. Um, she hits the floor. She uh, she's prone now. Uh, she's no longer under Triceratops, and they're both coated in grease. Yuck. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, you're still lying on the floor. I will point out. That's crazy. Damn. Is that your turn, Volio? Yep. Uh, Ariado, it is your turn. Um, you got a slimy boy Triceratops and a slimy girl, uh, Zulgat. She ate shit and fell off her Triceratops. What do you do? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm very afraid. 
Oh, produce flame. Yeah, remember how Grease is flammable? Yeah, I do remember. Uh, are you casting that on the Triceratops? Yes. You, you could also make go for a dick shot on Sarshalex uh, if you wanted. Well, I mean, it'll get them both, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, she is standing right underneath it. Yeah, so she would she would probably also take that persistent fire damage. Cool. So make me an attack roll, and I'm going to homebrew these rules on the fly. 29. 29's a hit. Ariato, uh, I'm, you're going to do uh, 1d6 of fire damage now, but they're going to take persistent fire damage equal to your full produced flame every turn. Okay. So it's, that. that's how we're going to do it. You do very low damage to start because you're aiming for the grease, not her, but then shit's going to catch a blaze. So, um, yeah, roll me a d6. Uh, three. Okay. So she takes three damage. Uh, so does Sarshelix. They're both greasy and slimy. And just like that, there's an explosion of fire and they both catch they both catch a blaze. Um, the Triceratops roars out in panic. Um, Sarshelix roars out in frustration. They're both on fire. Uh, you're... You're able to cast all four spells now, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. 46 persistent fire damage. That's gonna Ooh. suck. 46, you say? Yeah. Can I roll that? You can roll that. <laughs> 13. Okay, they both take 13 damage, and Flame is scorching up then as they shriek in pain. Holy shit. Um, you got one action left. What do you do? Oh, I'm gonna demoralize. Okay, make me intimidate check. You do have a plus one because you are wearing the mask. Oh no. Uh-oh. How does a how's a 36? How's a 36? Against who now? The answer is bad to both. <laughs> mm, who indeed? I'm gonna go with the triceratops again. Okay. Uh Ariato, what do you say or do to the triceratops? I think she actually just roars back. Oh my god! Um, you roar back, and I think there is a little bit of dinosaur in that roar. And the Triceratops, who's just not having a great time with you, lets out a shriek of anger and horror. Um, and what happens on a crit fail demoralize? Oh, he's frightened too. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Royari? Is that your turn, Ariato? Yeah, that's my turn. Okay, Royari, it's your turn. The fucking Triceratops is getting really fucking freaked out. Um, what do you do? Um, Royari is going to try and tumble through again. Okay. Uh, because I simply... I need Panache to do things, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nat 20. Oh, shit, Um, baby! Take a hero point, and yes, you do it. You get that Panache. Rayari is going to actually attack the... Am I in a position where I could attack the Absolutely. Lady? She's on her fucking face on the floor. Kick her while she's down. And also her, her fucking pants are literally on fire. Oh, my dear. Um, <laughs> Rayari is going to use a finisher again because I'm just so sexy. Okay. And I'm so confident. That one is a... Ah, well, it's a 20. Okay, uh, a 20? Mm-hmm. Against her? Yeah. Uh, because she is prone on the floor, yes, that's a hit. Well, 
another 15 damage. Fuck. Okay, cool. Um, and you have one action left, and she lets it out on the floor. Rayari um, sort of like leans over her because she's on the floor right now and goes, You know, your pants are on fire. <laughs> I think there's a saying about this. Are you a liar? Okay, make me a fucking diplomacy check. That is a 14 plus 17, so I assume it's... <laughs> you know, yeah, that's gonna hit. The 31. It's not a hit. I'm... Yeah, yeah, 31. Yeah, that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it. She looks up at you fucking like sputtering. Extremely flustered and angry because you're in the middle of something. Why are you fucking talking? Shut up. Uh, it's a triceratops turn. <laughs> The Triceratops mm-hmm. is not having a great time and is not particularly well trained, evidently. She mm-hmm. looks at you guys. She looks at her demon master, her uh, Zulgat master is on the floor. She feels the fire on her back. She looks at the pit and she decides, I'm going home now. And yes. she lets out a rumbling roar as she charges into the darkness, never to be seen again. That's what I was going for. <laughs> it worked! You did it! Was that intentional? Yes. Fucking take a hero point. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the biggest body out of there, and since this fucking Zulgath is so keen on dinosaur riding, I wanted her to fucking eat shit. <laughs> well, it worked. It's that Shellix's turn, and she's like, No! She then turns to you guys, like, getting up with one action, uh, and she turns to you, Royari, and says, Shut up! Surface Um, So she loses an action, uh, making sure that she is no longer bun mode, because she needs that, uh, she needs to not be bun mode. And I think she's just gonna punch you with a mace. Uh, that's a 29 to hit, Royari. Um, yeah, that does hit. That, she rolled max damage. Eight. Sad. <laughs> she's a caster. Um, <laughs> she's gonna take 46 fire damage now as uh, the grease flame spreads up her body. Ariada, will you do the honors? 15. Ooh, she takes it. She's not looking great. Good. Volio, it is your turn. You're on the floor, but you are raging. What do you do? Do I get any minus shit to being on the floor? Uh, well, when you are prone, um, you're flat-footed and you take a minus two to attack rolls, which essentially means you're not raging when you attack. Damn, that's crazy. He gets up. Okay. Uh, and he's going to slam his maul down on her. Okay. 25? Uh, 25 is a hit. Nice. That's 12 bludgeoning damage. Boonk! You smack her across the face and she lets a roar of pain. <laughs> Holy shit. And you have one action left. I'll do it again. Okay. Never mind. Ten. A ten is, and I'm very sorry to say this, but that is a crit fail. This is so sad and unfortunate. But this time you are raging, so... Now I get something fun. Oh, no. Oh, yes. No, this is bad. Clato Verata Necktie. You critically hit your nearest ally. No! Your hammer phases true to Zulgat and instead decks Royari in the face. Uh, I'm so sorry! Oh! Roll damage, and that's gonna be multiplied by two. <laughs> that's 12! That's 24 damage. That's fine, I'm still standing. Um, just. Rayari's like, ow, oh, Jesus! Your beautiful face, what shall we do? 
thirst will heal. Rare, you take that damage. Bullio just hit you. That was rude of him. Oops. Rare does not blame blame them, but they are in a little bit of pain. Ariadna, it is your turn. This douchebag is not having a great day, and you feel great about it. What do you do? Oh, she feels fucking ecstatic. Can I demoralize her? Mm-hmm. I'll do that. I want to do that. Okay, make me an intimidation check. I just realized I have a feat for that, too. 26. A 26 is, uh, yeah, that's gonna pass. That works. Cool. What do you say to her? I fucking dare you to hit me with your spells now that you don't have a stupid dinosaur. I fucking dare you. Oh my fucking god. Okay. She's a little bit scared, but I think also frustrated. She just snaps and roars back at you. You got two actions left. What do you do? Cool. Admonishing Ray. <laughs> punch her. She's gonna punch her in the <laughs> face. That is a 24. A 24 is just a hit. Roll damage. Uh, six bludgeoning damage. <laughs> okay. I mean, it could be a lot worse. That's true. Um, you fucking deck her in the face and she lets out a kind of stumbling back. Um, <laughs> Royari, it's your turn. This, she is not looking well whatsoever. Her body is battered, her ego is bruised, and you've got a sword. What do you do? Rary is going to um, attack. Okay. Going to, he's going to use um, a finisher because I am just so epic. No, oh, I almost rolled an 18. Um, I rolled a 5 plus... That's a 21. Yeah, it's a hit. Because she's frightened, that's a hit. 11 damage. Rary, how do you do this? Um, Rayari, um, after like, just fucking fighting. She steps into the Zulga's shoulder against the wall and is like, I don't think you'll be killing us today. Okay, shit. I think she had to... And her eyes pale over and she goes limp. And he was successfully defeated a Triceratops rider pretty humiliatingly. Another murder under the bag. Oh, well, and she pulls the, the rapier away, letting... Um, Zulgath slump on the floor, and he's like, that was horrible. It sucked, yes. It smells like roasted triceratops in here now. A little bit. You hit very hard, Volio. <laughs> Are you okay? And you like, uh, you know how when you're trying to be, like, uh, carrying over a friend, you, like, put your hands on the either side of their head? Mm. <laughs> and, like, check. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. Um, they've just, they've, they're like bruised. Any scratches? Any bleeding? Any internal damage? Did I knock your brain out? You did, I, you could never knock my brain out. I am just too smart. Um, <laughs> uh, Rari has like a lot of bruising, but nothing like, it, it, I mean like they look like worse for wear, but like not, they're not like dying or anything. They're just in pain. It's a big bruise. <laughs> With like a black eye. Van, apologies. Oh. Ariato, are you feeling vindicated? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Next time we come up against the spellcaster again, I'm absolutely demoralizing them. <laughs> I have a I have a nice feat. I have a nice feat for that too. We're specifically <laughs> spellcasters. Okay, you'll be happy to know there is one last spellcaster in this dungeon. <laughs> Bitch. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Do you want to make a podcast? 
but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Room Where It Happened is an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Currently, we're exploring a world called Bleed, a sci-fi setting pulling elements from westerns and setting a space version of our home of Appalachia. It's a place still recovering from conflict, where resources and labor are less exports and more things to be taken for the more prosperous parts of the galaxy, with little thought given to those it is taken from. The Bleed is a place where people find strength in each other and do what is needed to make ends meet, whether or not the means are strictly legal. It's a place where the objects of work and war are beginning to wake up and decide to take their destiny into their own metaphorical hands. So join us as we follow a found family, as they search for that next job and maybe something a little deeper too. You can find new episodes every Monday on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. Just search for The Room Where It Happened and check us out on Twitter at RoomWherePod. Turn to dice will roll. Um, so, Royari, Volio, and Ariato, you do see that the crypt is there, and you don't know what they were doing in there. Do you want to check? Do you think they were playing with the dead bodies? Sure, hope not. <laughs> Play- I don't know if they were playing with them. They were probably. Hmm. Let's check in the crypt now that there's no one else in there. Yes, yes, and he pushes the door open. Okay. The double door to this large, open crypt leads to a small balcony and a short flight of stairs. The stone railing on the balcony has been knocked onto the floor a few feet below. Several metal slabs protrude a few inches above the floor, each bearing a life-size representation of a reclining human priest. That the slabs cover graves is obvious, as three of the lids have been torn from the ground to reveal shallow pits. Oh, they were playing with them. Not just playing with us. Oh! And, uh, Ultadar phases up out of the floor. Ultadar, you're in here? Oh. Uh, he kind of gestures to the middle one, which, uh, shows a genuinely, genuinely powerful-looking, uh, priest. Uh, or at least a carving of one. And upon closer inspection, oh yeah, same. Oh, wow, you look a lot thinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. Volio, I think that you should apologize for killing him. Why I'm moving past. Okay. What's done is done. All right. Regardless, what I want to state today is that um, my worldly possessions are yours in gratitude for your aid. 
And uh, as he says this, the lid over Altadire's grave moves smoothly and silently aside. But I ask that you respect my peers in a way these trespassers would not. Sanctify and shelter their remains. And with that, Altadar fades away. Ooh. Uh, no dress-ups then. They're dead bodies, Darren. <laughs> well, let's put, them, put the lids back on, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Would you like to see uh, the treasure that Altadar has given you for... Uh, helping out of his uh, fucking grave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, inside his grave, uh, you find there is a lot of stuff, actually. Um, there is an amethyst necklace, which looks like it could be worth a bit. A silver altame, which looks like it could be also worth a bit. But then the real cool shit. A tourmaline sphere aeon stone. Uh. Another gem for growing collection, perhaps. Essentially, what these do is that the, if you were going to die, this is basically a focus sash from Pokemon. If you were going to die, this stops you from dying once, and then it is destroyed. Mm. Oh, wow. Could be extremely useful. There's also a stole of civility woven from swaths of rich brocade silk and embroidered with ancient Aslanti script and golden tread, this stole impacts a noble appearance to even the homeliest of individuals when draped over the shoulders. Uh, and this gives you a plus two diplomacy check uh, bonus on uh, diplomacy checks against humans and intimidation against humans as well. Um, it also lets you fully understand the Aslanti language and once per day, you can get 10 temporary hit points which lasts you 10 minutes. Basically, this only works if you're a human, though. This is definitely a holy uh, item of Aradin. Um, and while it is like a stole, like the holy vestment, like, you know, those long things that priests wear around their necks, uh, Royer, you could probably wear this like a cool, sexy scarf if you chose. And also, you find a single, a black marble jar containing what appears to be a single dose of Saint's Balm. And uh, what Saint's Balm is... Uh, it's a luminescent paste made from the powdered bones of a long-forgotten saint, uh, mixed with herbs and blessed with, by a priest. It typically is a tightly sealed, palmized dish etched with holy symbols. Applying Saint's Bomb to yourself or a creature within reach restores 3d8 plus 10 hit points. That's fucked up. Pretty fucked up. And you know that that was one of the items that Mr. Stusklike had intended to steal. Well, bitch. Hers now. <laughs> so, as for the other graves, you know that you were asked to consecrate them. Uh, how'd you do that? Let's see, let's see. Do you guys want to make a religion check to try to figure out how the fuck you're supposed to do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's a nat 20. Holy shit, are you serious? Mm. Never mind. Yeah, on a flat check. Volio, <laughs> <laughs> you stand up and you're like, okay, so give me this, uh, give me this, uh, symbol of Aradin. Uh, we have to clean up this debris. And you just start fucking doing this like you've trained in a church before. Yeah. It's all fucking guesswork, but it's working. <laughs> little altar boy Volia. What the hell? It fucking works a charm. Like, literally, you have no idea what you're doing, Volio, but you're like, this should work, right? And it fucking works! You feel the war room getting warmer and calmer, and by the end of you putting together some mumbo-jumbo prayer to Aradin, it fucking works! Everything's over! You did it! Uh, perfect. How the fuck? Um, no ghosts jump out to kill you. What do you mean, how the fuck? How did you know how to do that? 
Sometimes things just come naturally. <laughs> okay. Um, so for that treasure, who wants what? I want the stole. Okay, you want to wear the stole? I really do. Okay. Uh, do you want the Aeon's orb, or would anyone else like it? I won't ask because you've been collecting them like some sort of fucking Thanos. I do want to collect it if nobody else wants it. I'm not usually in the front lines, but I do die fairly quickly <laughs> if I'm not careful. Uh, I think that should go to either of you because you guys are more in danger than I am. I do throw myself into the fray. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a spellcaster. I fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> you stand on the sidelines like, yeah, I guess they're doing that. I, I only taunt people to come close to me if I'm ready with my trident, but no, nah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> well, Volio is more uh, tanky because he's a barbarian, yeah. so it might generally be the tactical choice to give to Roy Ari either way. Yeah. I don't want to see Priest Volio. Um, priest Volio? <laughs> no. No Priest Volio. I don't want to fucking see that ever. Priest. Uh, what about the Saints Ball? Would you like this, uh, Volio? Would you like the bones of a fucking priest? Yes, I can... would. That's so in character for him to take. Volio picks up the jar yeah. of bones and is like, yeah. He licks it. <laughs> Rayari is like, se- is like setting the Aeon, the Aeon stone to like... Hover around in the orbit with the others, yeah. And they look and they're like, is it a jar of bones? Oh, yes it is. Look how beautiful. Did you also say that you licked it? That? No. I don't lick bones. You can get ancient diseases. Well, if uh, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. <laughs> you are something else. <laughs> I think that Rayari, because they already have something over their shoulders for now, um, ties it around their waist. The stole. Okay. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It'll work. You look very dapper. Rayari be like, I will look fashionable. Or I'll kill myself. <laughs> it looks like you did a pretty good job here. You leave feeling like you've done some good holy work today. Nice. And I keep forgetting to do this, but like it's probably been like 20 minutes, so Royari, you've restored like 20 HP because of your uh, Aeon Stone. Thank the white fucking one. God. So you guys start moving around a little bit, uh, checking out rooms you haven't been in. You pass through a very messy room, uh, which seems to be like it looks like a hall of reliquaries. Uh, mm-hmm. Deep recess, r- deep recesses are carved into stone walls. Of this room, although most are empty, above each is a brass plaque. Splintered wood, broken glass, prayer beads, dried bones, and other debris are heaped in large piles. This looks like a room that would once have contained hundreds of sacred relics, like holy oils, blessed scrolls, lintels from long gone temples. Skulls of famous Aridonite saints and more. But it looks like someone ransacked the room, and then someone sorted through the valuables, and you wonder who did both of those. Mm. What a mystery. <laughs> I wonder who could have possibly done this. Oh my god, I, I, oh my, what could you imagine if it was a cat woman? You'll never know. There's no proof. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to hear that. She must be great at parties. <laughs> no, she wasn't. No. <laughs> she couldn't dance for shit. <laughs> uh, for a cat, too. <laughs> she brought down the mood of the room. Every time. She brought down the mood of my life. <laughs> God, that's a... You guys keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing in here. Literally looks like this place has been picked clean. Every 20 minutes, they have to stop and talk shit, and then they can keep going. <laughs> it's to cope. <laughs> 
You move uh, through more doors. You see now that you're north of that uh, food place you were at, uh, you passed through earlier. Uh, but there is another door in front of you, which is very cool, very sexy. Hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then that's crazy. Anyway. You want to go through? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Door. Okay. All right, you open the door, and it's an antechamber. Ah. Oh, runes. The rugs in this room are badly scorched, and the walls are painted with blood and fouler fluids in the shape of jagged runes. A dead Zulgat lies near one of the walls, their throat torn out. Do you guys want to make an arcana or religion check? I can do religion. Not 20. Okay, yeah, you ins- you walk in and you're like, okay, failed summoning rune. Um, you see that this ex- went badly in his face and whatever happened, the creature he summoned killed him and vanished. Wow. But... He is gripping one of the things he should have used in the summoning to stop it from doing that. Ugh. A huge ruby worth at least 250 gold. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yoink. It's yours now. You're good. All its other gear is blackened and useless for most of the ritual's backlash. Well, sucks to be that guy. <laughs> uh, there's only one door left and you, I don't know, you got a bad feeling about that one, Scoob. Anyway, look at this sick ruby. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty fucking sick. Can I listen in on that door? Uh, yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, you put your ear, you don't hear any conversation, but you do hear scuffling. There's someone in there. Someone is a scuffling behind this door. Maybe we should attack them. Kill, perhaps? It's possible that we can do that, yes. Would you like to? I'd love to, more than anything in this world. Okay. Uh, who pushes down the door and shouts, we're the circus? Volia. <laughs> Okay, Volio? Rayori has a hand on their sword. Okay, you guys shove in. And indeed, there's only one person in here. Mm-hmm. Let me describe this room for you. Unlike the greystone architecture found throughout the temple's lower levels, this cavernous oval chamber is carved entirely from a deposit of translucent pearlescent rock. Gentle steps descend from two openings on the south side of the room. Four golden spigots jut from the walls, emitting trickles of clear spring water. The rivulets run across the floor and down the steps to collect in twin pits carved into the smooth opaline stone. Torches flicker from golden sconces sent to the walls, illuminating a mosaic of a winged eye peering down from the ceiling. And standing there, there is indeed Azulgat. And he kind of turns to look at you all, kind of staring not exactly impressed as you enter and uh, he looks different to the other Zulga in like a weird way in that he doesn't seem to be like as covered in scars or like as vicious he just almost seems like a regular caster like you know just a regular mage of course the fact that he's wearing a symbol of Zivgavareb around his neck tells you otherwise but like he doesn't seem half as monstrous as the others. And this guy turns and he uh, looks at you and he exhales and says, If you are here, then you have killed many to get here. Maybe. And he exhales and says, You have come here because we are a threat to your kind. Perhaps. A little bit. You are right to believe us to be. My brothers 
would have your kind wiped to extinction for the grave sins you have committed in your past. Uh, well, I'm not them, but okay. <laughs> I am also not them. Congrats. I do not think we need to fight. Not in the grand scheme of things. It is my personal belief that those who dwell on the surface, vile as you are, and those who dwell below need not come into combat with one another. So then what's this? Is this like a misunderstanding? (laughs) Are we doing something else right now? No. I simply serve. My personal beliefs do not come into this. I was sent here by Lord Everhunger to guard this cavern and seek out its secrets. Though I have my subordinates who do not agree with me. I believe that the best way we can le- we can eradicate you is by learning from you and becoming better. It is no secret that time has worn on our kind and we are a dying race. But if we learn and coexist for a while, one day, we will be able to conquer once more. All right. Which is why I give you one chance. Leave this place. Go back to the surface and live your days in sunlight, knowing that it will not be now. But... And he kind of pauses and sighs. I cannot even lie and say... It would be your grandchildren who would face the wrath of the Zulgat. I believe in deep Mount Everhunger, and within the next few months, your kind will fall. But you may still have some months to yourself. I will not harm you unless you are intent on harming me. I have worked with your kind already, the cat folk who came down here. I learned from her, and I did not have her killed. I won't have you killed. Oh, you... Simply leave. You didn't kill her? That's a waste. That would have been a service to the world instead. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I mean, you didn't (laughs) know, to be fair. I mean, I guess, but... One look at her... Her gifts proved extremely useful to learning of your kind. We learned a... We learned a lot from her. (laughs) And about her. Ugh. don't trust the dusklight. I don't. And I don't trust you either, but again, I offer you, you may leave this place. Uh, if we've come so far, Zone, it'd be so annoying to just go back now. You get it right, inconvenient. So be it. I will have you picked bone from bone and so- offered up to the hunger in the dark itself. Zevgavizeb will consume your bodies and souls alike, and you will be returned into the vicious, sprawling chaos which wakes from the verdant moon once more. Offered? Oh. He slams his staff down on the floor, and the door slams shut behind you, and oh, he nice points trick. it at you and says, Let us duel, surface dwellers, and I shall show you Shashek's might and the glory of those who dwell in the dark. Oh, and everyone, let's roll some fucking initiative. No. Yeah, okay, dude. But I just really like saying no. I, I think this feat was really good because I get to say no. I roll a 19. Okay. It's a 21. So, top of the order, with a 34 on his initiative, is Shrashek. Uh, Shrashek hisses a little bit 
and uh, he begins kind of like uh, drawing a summoning circle into the floor. And you see that as he's doing that with like his tail and his feet, the floor begins to float, and you realize he's speed making a summoning circle. Oh wow, that's kind of epic. And as he steps back, he uh, kind of like clasps his hands together and shouts out a prayer. And uh, instantly, something be- like is spawned crawling out in front of him. Um, and you see, oh fuck off! You know what you see? Oh. And Avery Candelou. Uh, also known as a Wrecker Demon. Also known as one of those horrible creatures you met back in uh, the church in Aberton about a month ago now. Oh yeah, this thing almost killed me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing with the twisted horns, hates beauty, hates you guys. Um, it's not the same one, but certainly as it gets out of the floor screaming and roaring, it's, uh, it's not great to see this guy. Yeah, May as well guy. be the same guy. <laughs> um, he lets out a roar in abyssal uh, and sees you guys um, and he starts like getting ready to like charge you as this thing is summoned uh, you see though Shashek is like grunting in pain and he is taking some serious damage from having summoned her. this seems like he did something which was like way too strong for him to be able to do normally he takes 16 mental damage as he basically Jeez. uses his demon summoning you cast a 5th level uh, summon fiend arcane spell to summon a demon. Uh, he s- sacrifices 2 4 level spells and voluntarily takes 40 12 plus 4 mental damage. Oh my god. And oh my god. briefly controlling this tip. Briefly. This is, like, it takes a lot of skill to summon on the go like that. And that is not something he is quite used to yet. So this thing is, uh, it's rushing you guys. But... Shashek is not having a great time doing it. The Wrecker Demon is going to charge forward, and it's going to go for the biggest and most obvious target, which is Volio. <laughs> it lets out a snarl, and it rushes you, Volio, and uh, it gets a 27 to hit. Yep, that's a hit. Okay. Uh, it pierces into your shoulder with its teeth, and it does 13 piercing damage. And you make me make a fortitude save. All right. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Holy shit. Die in an alleyway alone. What did you roll? I rolled a nat 20. Go fuck yourself. You can't touch me. Okay. So it tries to pierce into your shoulder and like rip and tear at you. uh, And like you see briefly um, can your veins turning black around the bite. But you just, it just ingests into you. It is gone. That didn't feel like poison, it felt like some kind of curse, and you just swallowed that bad boy up. Huh. No fun curses me. The record demon lets out a in your face, and Shashek is kind of in the back catching his breath, and he's like, Face the fiendish might of the Zulgat! No! Uh, Volio, it's your turn. I, I see this guy in front of me. I see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start raging, and I'm gonna smack him so hard in the face that he might die. Uh huh. Die of fun. Nineteen. Uh, a nineteen uh, against this guy is a hit. Remember, he, you fought him a few levels ago. This is fine. It's true. That's twenty-two bludgeoning damage. Uh, twenty-two bludgeoning damage. Holy shit! You're fucking getting his ass. Yeah, I'm killing. Uh, you smack him across the face, and you hear a crunch, and his jaw's a little dislocated-looking, but he snaps back into place and snarls at you. You got one action left. What do you do? 
Not a very uh, put together creature you've brought here today. Uh, he's gonna hit it again. <laughs> okay. Ooh, not so good. Twelve. A twelve is unfortunately a miss. I'm very sorry. Oh well. It happens. It happens. Um, you swing once and you do hit, but a second time he kind of definitely ducks out of the way. Ariato, it is your turn. She is going to demoralize. Uh-huh. Spellcast Mr. Spellcaster in the back. Okay. Okay, excellent. Um are you using your mask? Kind of on your forehead, I see. You were wearing it today. That's true. You flip that back down as a free action. Yeah, she's gonna do that. Okay. You flip down your mask nocticula and shadowy lines start to blur out of you as you snarl and probably say something. Make the intimidate check and then we tell me what you say. Whoa, wow. Um, oh god, that's never a good sign. <laughs> a 36. Okay, a 36? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a crit! <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You sound so scary! I think when she puts on- when she, uh, nods the mask down, she kind of takes on, like, um, a sort of hunched-over demon-like stance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she looks- she looks him straight in the eye and says, You have no idea what fearsome fiend means. <laughs> he kind of stares at you, and he probably shits himself a bit, because what the fuck, that's terrifying! <laughs> um, so he is frightened too, and you have something else up your sleeve, I can just smell it. Okay, very cool. So his AC is going to be severely dropped, his sec- checks are going to be pretty badly fucked over, and... Okay, uh, you have two actions left. Well, considering I know that this thing is a lower level than I am, I'm going to be using my trident. Okay, very nice. Uh, nat so, 20. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's roll 20 telling me you got a nat 20. Big ol' double, two double, oh, that's a 30 to hit. Yeah, that's, yep, okay, cool. Um, so how much damage is that? Uh, 20 damage. Your trident? Mm-hmm. Oh, nasty. Sorry, I just pulled up your crit card. You do 20 damage, but Ariato, you stab, and you hear a horrible cracking noise, and you realize that you're... You straight up broke through his ribs. <gasps> you got lodged into bone as you pull your trident back out. Some shrapnel of bone pulls out with it, and he lets out a roar of genuine pain. He's bleeding. Holy fuck. Jesus. You still have one action left. Well, I'm gonna use a trident again, cause I can. Uh, I wanna make sure I fucking kill this thing. Um, minus five, so 16. Uh, a 16 is unfortunately a miss. Yeah, I had a feeling. Still, good, good try. Um, is that your turn? Yep. Okay. Royari, it is your turn. This fucking demon man. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Trashek is off in the back, kind of puppeting it with his hands, but you can see it's nearly fighting back against his, uh, against him. What do you do? Okay. I think that I will, um, I think you two have the big demon handled. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the demon's not looking great, boys. <laughs> Royari is going to um, sashay away um, and go over to the uh, Zulgath. Is it Shashek? Shlashek. Shlashek? Shlashek. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, the killable monster. Um, uh, and then she is going to um, use a confident finisher. Okay. Uh, that's a five... Plus 16, a 21. A 21 against Krashek because he is frightened is a hit. Hell yeah! Okay. Ariadna <laughs> did you good there. 19 damage. Ooh, he takes that 19 damage. Rayari, uh, how tall is this guy? Uh, he's about 5'5". Five, five. He'd probably be taller if he wasn't a hunched up lizard man. Um, Rayari, I think Rayari's taller than him is aren't they? Yeah, that's... Yes, is taller in their heels. Yeah, Ed, this guy's Ariata's height. Yeah. Royari looks down, down at him and he's like, um, I don't think this is going according to your plan, my dear. <laughs> okay, are you making a bun mo? Mm-hmm. All right, make me a, uh, diplomacy check. Uh, that is a six plus seventeen. Um, so that's a... 23? 23? Okay. Uh, 23? Yeah, that will work against him. Um, he kind of, like, snarls and covers his head a little bit. Again, because he's being fucked over by, uh, by the fear. That is... It wouldn't have worked otherwise, but Ariana really got him. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, he kind of clutches his head and snarls and says... Uh, rancid surface dweller. Um, so he needs to make a flat check. Um. Oh no. Um, as he's pulling away, Royari, you see that his eyes were flickering yellow with demonic might, but for a second they go dull, and you see that demon that he was trying to control, he has lost control of it. Loser. <laughs> so it's now completely on its own, and it will attack anyone near him. Can't even control a well, demon. Um. um, yeah, he's having difficulty doing it by himself. Like, you, it's one thing to summon and bind demons, but to physically control them is always a little bit difficult, and he seems to have been punching a little bit above his A grade there. Mm. Um, but then Royarty, something absolutely terrifying starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eye of Essence lights up. So? Which it only does when it's near a demon. Oh. And his eyes start glowing again. Except this time they're like, uh, it's glowing black, which is a weird effect. And you see, uh, like, two huge arms, like, ethereal and, like, half seeky kind of pulling out of his back. And he snarls and says... You do not know the kind of person you are dealing with. I am Shashek, and I offered you mercy. But now, my abyssal temptation, <laughs> it urges me to hurt. And you realize, oh, this guy's been working with demons for so long that he kind of became half-possessed by one, and he's just letting it take over. Mm. 
Freyar is like, fun. um, I know what I'm dealing with. It's a loser. Um, so he is going to make an attack roll against you. Mm-hmm. Um, which he is better at than you would expect. That is, oh my god, that's a 28 hit. Uh, 28? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that hits. Uh, that is 18 piercing damage as he stabs right into Groyari. Like, hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what he does is he holds up his hand and um, flames start to kind of ex- like flicker out of it. Um, Voldil and Ariasha, you both need to make reflex saves. Oh, cool. Yes, this feat finally comes into play. All right. <laughs> okay. 26. I get a plus one to this because of terrifying resistance. Ooh. Oh, dear. So that is a 30. A 30? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, bitch. 17 uh, plus 12 plus 1. I mean, yeah. Um. So that's gonna be... Okay, that passes. Um, Volio? Uh-huh, 26. Oh, that also just passes. Well, you know who doesn't pass? Demon. The demon. The record demon who got a uh good. Oh that's not good. Um But he does fucking fireball you guys. Um and that is gonna be 19 damage, uh which the record demon does take. Um plus an additional uh like for you guys that would be eight damage each. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and that is Shashek's turn. Um, it's the, Aber- the Abercandalu's turn. Um, it's not having a great time. Um, it's gonna try to wreck you, Volio. I'm trying, and I mean it that might succeed. It's going, to, it's going to attack your potions. No! My juice! That's a 3 2 to hit. 32? Uh, your... Yeah. That's a crit. Okay. And that's a 30. Uh, yeah, also a hit, but not a crit. Uh, don't worry, he wasn't attacking you. He was smashing at your potions. My juice! Um, he smashes two of your potions in one action, uh, causing them to explode. And, uh, roll me two random of your potions. <laughs> Alright, Nectar of Purification and Lesser Healing Potion. Okay. Bam, bam. Glass shatters around your sides, Volio. Um, he then turns and runs headfirst back for uh, his former master to try and bite his fucking face off. Cut. And uh, that is going to be a miss, unfortunately, but he tried. Um, Volio, it's your turn. Oof, what do you do? Grieve. Your <laughs> uh, juice is just leaking down your... He spent two weeks making that. Uh, anyway, so Volio, he's not happy with that. Um, it's a little funny though. So he's laughing about it. So he's going to just straight on up, and he's going to fucking hit the demon so hard, just so hard, so hard, hardest he's ever been hit in his life ever. Mm-hmm. Twenty six. 
A 26 against a demon, that is a hit. Nice. 22 bludgeoning. Even take some bleed damage on his last turn, but I guess that's not relevant anymore. Because you fucking... You ever see someone bisect someone with a fucking hammer? Me neither! But you guys have... BONK! Oh my god. The oh demon is god. fucking exploded into gore. And... Shashek <laughs> looks a little bit worried. Oh. Uh, when Volio um, does that, he's like, I spent so long on those, you little brat! <laughs> um, you're 100% within Shashek's reach as well, so you can hit him as well if you need. And you! It's <gasps> a nat 20! Oh my god. Ritz, your luck. Volio is so back. mad. He's so upset. It's back! All it took was just giving you something to actually get angry over. <laughs> um... That's 36 fucking damage! Yeah, it is. And a nat 20 card. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Uh huh. I'm not gonna tell you what it does, but you're gonna figure out very soon. <laughs> okay. Um. You. When you hit him, there's like this electric discharge that passes into him, and he seems a little less. like. less powerful for a moment. And he looks confused, um, but he snarls, and he's get, keep ready to get. He's ready to keep going. And he says, "Vicious creatures of the sun, yeah, Emerhongo was right about you all. They were all right about you." That's rude, Ariado. It's your turn. Very rude. Well, <laughs> well. I want him to make me a... Will save. Will save, that's not good. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, that's a 24. Okay, fuck. Just passes. Wait, no, it's less because he's still stupefied because of Bunmo. That's a 23. Oh, never mind! It's, he's frightened still! 22! <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> Just about a, a fail. Okay. Just about cool. a fail. Alright. Crisis of faith. Oh dear. Um. He can cast mental. He can cast uh, divine spells. So, uh. You wanna. How much damage is that? Uh. Yeah, he takes 30 damage. <laughs> oh my fucking god, he's not looking well. Damn, bitch. Takes uh, full damage and is stupefied one for a round. He's even more stupefied? Yeah. <laughs> oh, his life is terrible! Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't oh fucking be a dickhead. Uh, he's got, you've got one action left. Do you do anything? Throw my spear. <laughs> Go, <laughs> throw for the it. Go for it. Would this be at the minus five or would this be at the... No, it's because he made he made a will. It was a will save last time. This yes. is an attack, so you're at full plus ten. Ooh, okay, and this is at twenty four. Twenty four is a hit. Roll damage. Eight piercing damage. Okay, he takes that. He is not looking well. Um, Royari, it is your turn. He's starting to sweat. He's got his. 
He's not looking well. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. What do you do? Rari's going to use a finisher. Okay. Um, let me roll. Why? What? Okay. Um, this one is an 18. Uh, an 18 uh, is a miss against him. Uh, but was this a finisher? Yeah. Yeah, okay, this is- yeah, you you damage? Uh, okay, I rolled 15, so it's half of that? I think that's- That's seven. Yeah. Fuck. He's not looking well, Royari. Ah, fucking all. Um, and then Royari is going to tumble through him. Okay, make me act back check. Okay. He's, I mean, he's in a bad way, you'll probably do it. I roll a 19 now. Um, it's 19 plus 15. Uh, yeah. That's a crit. Um, take a hero point. And, uh, you have, uh, one action left. What do you do? Um, I am going to just use, um, a precise strike. Uh, that's a 15 plus... Um, it's a 15 plus 11. That is a hit. Full damage. Uh, that's 10 damage. He looks like he's about to fucking die. Ooh. He looks like he's got maybe 2 HP left. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> um, it's Shrashek's turn, and he snarls with, like, that demonic possession starting to overcome him, and he kind of glances around and realizes he's really fucked up. Huh? Mm -hmm. And he says, I am no idiot. I will not die here. I know that the best way to tell Thorn Everhunger of your treachery is to escape. I will see you all when the verdant moon opens and Zevgarizet devours you. And he raises his hand and he casts a uh, dimension door. Fuck off. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, no, he doesn't. <gasps> He stands there, kind of confused. He wastes two actions as he realizes that Volio's mega crit uh, cut him off from magic. <gasps> Get fucked. Wow. <sighs> you remove his ability to cast. <laughs> And he stands there completely fucking confused. And he's going to try and fucking run. <laughs> uh, he rushes up to the doors, uh, shrieking as he goes. Um, unfortunately, the doors are closed. Volio, it's your turn. You got three actions. Well, you've ever been chased by a clown? <laughs> Actually horrifying. <laughs> sound of squeaking shoes behind you is not one you'd uh, think about in real life, but when it happens, it happens. 21. Because he's being flanked. That is okay. Volio how do you do? <laughs> um, but Volio, Volio takes his hammer, uh, he runs up, hammer ready, and he smacks him, like, mid-back? He makes a him-shaped uh, 
hole in the door. Fucking god. Well? Vaporize! Trust check? Trust check is fucking calm. <laughs> and you guys have defeated the last of the Zulgast in Moonstone Hall. Oof. That was a fun warm up. Holy is happy he got revenge. <laughs> His poor juice. Juice, it's on the floor! Oh my god. What are you gonna do with floor juice? Some cry over it. Oh dear, do you have floor juice? <laughs> my juice is on the floor! <laughs> oh no, my dear, I'm so sorry. And and Rayari comes over and Len like pats him on the shoulder. He's on the floor like, crying. Uh, oh dear. Uh, you can. It, it's okay. You can get more juice later. I can't get those droplets made with love back. I. You can. Uh, you can make some more. Can you not make any more things made with love, dear? I can, but it was special. I'm very sorry. I must weep over the loss. It's like losing a child. <laughs> Whatever that I is. Anyway, he gets up. A consumable child. <laughs> He's like... What? <laughs> you... hmm? Then he easily looks completely normal. Okay. <laughs> and I think it's at that point that um, the room goes a little cold again. Oh, our friend. And someone starts to kind of spawn up from the floor. And who who to tunk it? But Altadar floats there behind you all now. Oh, man of the hour. And uh, Altadar kind of like floats, and he's stroking his beard a little bit. It would seem that you have driven the heretics from my home that before they could corrupt the heart of our temple. For that, you have my thanks. You have um, proven yourselves dependable allies to my order. And he kind of like um, removes the delicate circle from his brow, which appears more solid than his translucent body. Oh. And he hands it to you, Ariato. If you wish to peer into the moonstone pools, I will not stop you. The diadem can grant you sight into the pools before you. I can teach you to unlock its power, but the truth carries a heavy weight. Worth a shot, though. He kind of like uh, points up and says, Our temple's moonstone pool is outside the main door. Once you have used it there, you will be able to see any memory that has ever happened inside this temple. Including yours? Yes, including mine. Now, I would ask you to help cleaning up, but he kind of looks around us. Well, I can have those brothers of mine who've stayed here with me beyond the years to give me a hand. I don't want to cause you any delay, although maybe a prayer would be nice. Oh, I'm sure they'd be happy I'll to remember help you. that. He kind of pauses and says, "Do whatever it is you need to have done." Mm-hmm. I won't be able to move on, like I said, so long as this place rem- remains devoid of Aridonite worshippers, I can't, and 
You know as well as I why that can't happen. I'm very sorry. We all must come to terms with the grim reality sometime. There still are like a few in the world. Don't don't push it. Don't push it. I will go ghost mode, my friend. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to let you know that it's like it's. The okay. more I think about it, it's it's really getting a toll on me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're getting transparent. Go to the Moonstone Pool. See what you can do. Cleanse it. And look into the past of Moonstone Hall. Good luck, adventurers. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Aradin's will is with you all. Goodbye, friends. And with your spirit? With your spirit? This you too. He kind of rolls his eyes and... Starts muttering. Religions these days, but they're in which your spirits and which you too. In my day, no glory, flash of sword was all to help you. He was fun. Oh, he was. It's a little depressing. Now. I enjoyed his presence quite a lot. I, I, did you? Was that, did you like it when you killed him too? I did not do that, but go off, I guess. Okay. Do you guys want to make your way up to the moonstone pool? So yes. you can find out? Sure. You guys move up to the pool. Ariato, um, Altadar, when you kind of put the circle on, uh, you can feel some of his like lessons almost immediately teeming into your head, telling you how to use it. You know that you basically just have to clear your mind, concentrate on what you want to see in the pool, and then speak the diadem's command word. It should probably give you a quick history of everything you need to know if you just say what we need to know. Okay. Linking hands with others will grant them a shared vision of the pool's waters. Um, it, as you're kind of like making your way up and past the destruction, you see uh, that Zulgath from earlier. Unzenshell, the one who was wearing the broken crown. And as you step by the pool and you see, okay, this pool is... um. She definitely destroyed it to make herself feel better, but it's not irreparable. Do you guys want to spend an hour or two trying to clean it up, say a few prayers, cleanse it? Yeah. Yes. You guys probably like clean up on the way up anyway, like anything that's obviously amiss you get rid of. Mm -hmm. And already the place is starting to feel better and better. A quick hey presto is enough to clean off the walls of any graffiti. Things have been broken or easily put back together. And this place is slowly but surely left to what it was like before. As you stand over the pool, I need you guys to make me a religion check to see how well you clean it out. Or a crafting check in your case. Thank you. 9 plus 16, 25. 9 plus 16, 25. I got a 29. I rolled a 20. Um, after about two hours, you do finally get looking crystal clear. Almost like there isn't water in it at all. The sludge has been removed. The graffiti has been cleaned. The stonework has been polished. And you have a beautiful fountain in front of you. Ariato, would you like to um, put on the crown, hold hands with your friends, and see what the what the pool can show you? 
Yeah, I think she uh, she sits cross-legged in front of the in front of the pool, and she holds up both her hands and say, uh, um, she puts on the the crown and holds up both of her hands for both her friends, like, and hold. Oh yes, anytime. And grabs it. You put on that crown and you think, Nariato. Do you want to start looking through the memories of this place? The memories of anyone who's walked in? Yes. You start to concentrate a little bit, closing your eyes. You see, as like, you look into the pool, visions of a handsome young man with a pretty nice beard, all things considered, opening the doors to Moonstone Temple. And following him are several priests of Aradon. And they're talking and smiling at each other. You can't really make anything out. But you recognize him. It's Ultadar. 600 oh. years ago. At the ripe age of 20 years old. Oh, hello. Oh my god. Good god. Uh, ooh. You kind of fast forward through the years, seeing people building, um, like, monuments to Arden. Uh, you see visiting travelers coming and looking for advice. The city of Eskadar starts as a small fishing village, but as time continues, it becomes larger, prouder, and more and more people show up. Uh, you see lifetimes pass. You see Altadar's ghost still a little bit cranky as he starts bossing around uh, young Garrod and I priests who kind of gasp in uh, confusion, uh, shock when they see him and hurry away. You see Royari? Or at least you think it's Royari at first. It certainly fucking looks like him. Except he's wearing, like, the robes of a priest of Aradin. And you realize this must be Saint Sarnax. And, like, Saint Sarnax is kind of, like, talking, and you hear him discussing with, like, a priest who isn't Altadar, but clearly serves his role. And you're sure this is the path you wish to take? Yes, I I think so. I know that my time on this uh, Golarian won't be forever. But if the prophecies of Arden are correct, then I must follow. And while it might not be me as Saint Sarnax who does it, my soul will carry out what needs to be done, no matter what. The scene shifts again and you see this must be a hundred years ago. You see a priest feebly trying to raise a goblet with a cantrip and it's not working. Horrified screams echo through the temple as the clerics of Aradin all simultaneously realize that Aradin is dead. It came so suddenly they were all preparing. You can see that there were, like, preparations for a beautiful ceremony to mark his return to Galarian on this day he said he would come back into prophecy. But now, the next memory shows the temple empty. And the next shows it's still empty. Slowly it's built over. And for the next... 75 years 
There are no memories from this place. Aww. Sad. And that's when something really bad happens. Because you see another memory and it's not empty anymore. You see the Zulgat. Oh, fuck off. And you... I, to put it politely, you all probably shit yourselves a little bit. Because certainly you, until this point, have no real idea of what you're going up against. And now you do. Everyone, I'd like to have you all look at the map real fast. Ooh, oh my god. Holy shit. There are hundreds of them. All standing in front of the Temple of Aradon. It is dark, but red fire flickers, and you realize this is the combined forces of your opponents all into one place. And there are more than you can count. And there are, there are like a lot of very scary ones. You see like hordes of the Spine Snappers, those massive ones that like cause you so much stress. There's like at least 50 like skulkers in a single glance and that's only like one type of them you see bile bearers you see more mages you see uh uzenshal shrashek ones you recognize you see lakai Wonfang and uh, her mate um off in the corner the dinosaurs in love dinosaurs in oh, love oh shit oh my god Dinosaurs you see the, vet, the scared veteran who almost destroyed your party. You see Kavnakash standing at the front, almost frotting with fervent glory. But the one thing that catches your eye, flanked by two much less brutal-looking Zulgat, ones with, like, unscared skin and almost, like, approachable expressions... Standing before them is one who is anything but. God in heaven. He is massive. He is bigger than the spine snappers. Rippling muscles with white scaled flesh. Scarred so many times it's hard to tell which is scale and which is wound. Around his neck he wears a hood which is part clot and part jaw of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Armor made of dinosaur plate and bone just cover like his shoulders and limbs and but the tentacles two massive tentacles wave from his back as he stands before this audience and he bellows I speak with the voice of Zevgavized, and I will do his will. Will you join me in his sacred quest for vengeance? And you see Kavnakash with his hefty maul kind of like saluting and agreeing. Um, a hulking muscular Zulgat to the front of the crowd uh, kind of nods her head. Her mouth twists into a snarl. And then you see like a female Zulgat, uh, whose skin almost looks like it's made of stone, very close to you, um, wearing, like, alchemist gear, and she says, We are with you, Sarvel Everhunger. 
as she kind of gestures to the group crowded around her, her own little faction. And this man, Sarvel Everhunger, the crusade lord of the Zulgas, kind of like rumbles and he says, Too long have the vicious surface dwellers baited in the glory of fate. We will take their Aeon orbs. We will destroy them. And we will turn them into the decrepit creatures that they forced us to become. And wicked roars and cheers echo through the crowd of Zulgath, who almost seem like fanatically obsessed with this man before them. And then a voice kind of breaks over the crowd. Why not take the orbs? And just as quickly as everyone is cheering, everyone goes silent. Because they're all turning to look at whoever just said that. And it's one of the more normal-looking Zulgat at the back with the turquoise scales. Um, he's got, like, a monocle, almost. His spine isn't, like, a single shredded tear. It almost looks more like a, like, a strange... Twink. Yes, he looks a bit like a twink. A twink Zulgat. <laughs> oh my god. Certainly she looks more approachable. Still scary. Still evil looking. But she doesn't look like an insane person. Mm-hmm. But everyone has gone silent. And she kind of like looks around. And she like bows to Saravel before continuing. Says, Zevgavazeb commands fury and violence. But life could be like it was before. We could remake our empire of the Vasque. And Saravel turns to her. And he puts a hand on her shoulder Uh-oh. and leans in real close. Our holy vault is lost to us now. Most people are like you, Chris Trek, he says, kind of standing up, unimaginative and fallen from the grace of our forebears. He turns back to the crowd. You would rebuild a great civilization with your stone tools. Fight House Shrey with your brittle spears. <laughs> and like, almost as if cued by him, the Zulgat all break into laughter too. And then like, he puts the hand and everyone shuts up. No, Kiros Trek. Our destiny is tied to destruction, not creation. We must repay the sun drinkers for their ancient crime. When the orbs are sundered and the isles made barren, Zev Gavizeb will show us the way. And Ariato, I hate to bring this up, but your justice's image is fading you do see a figure coming closer. And I think your stomach drops a little bit because it's a hag. Ariato, it's a dream hag. And she is holding a lantern in her hand, which is glowing a violet color. Deep mouth ever, Hanger. Your guide to the glutton dark has more advice from you. And he kind of turns and grins and says, 
we will not fail. Extinction comes to mankind. And when it does, we, the Zulgat, will rise once more! And the scene fades away. You guys don't even have time to fully process that. Because Ariato, you immediately know what that was. But you don't have time to process that. Because, um... It shifts to a new scene. And this time... There are only two people now standing before the pool that you are standing at now. One of them is Shashek. And the other, I'm very sorry to tell you, you do recognize. Is it her? It's her. Mistress Dusklight. Fucking bitch. A catfolk with night blue fur and black stripes stands in a beautiful ringmaster's outfit. A top hat with golden edges, a white wool scarf, and jewellery that is bedazzling to look at. And she is standing in front of the pool now, which is corrupted. And she's kind of clicking her tongue a little bit, as Shrashek looks clearly kind of frustrated. This must be after they have found that had been destroyed by Uzen Shell. Um, and she's kind of like talking to him. And she says, Mighty Shrashek, I humbly regret that I have not yet unraveled the secrets of the Moonstone Pools within the temple. I agree that the knowledge they contain could elevate you among your peers, and I am working diligently with the diadem you provided. The occult phrases on this rock I have brought you. Uh, and she kind of holds up a magical stone item which she places into the wall beside the pool. Should help drive the pool's power if pronounced with sufficient care. If they do not function, I will need more time to explore the site and examine other relics. Uh, the, the diadem your rival Uzen shall destroy it, which her tampering is no use. And there seems to be no way to wrest the diadem from the peevish ghost. I will, of course, bring you more victims. Your god demands sacrifice. And he kinda, she kind of like pats him on the cheek. Let their flesh empower your rituals, dearest. Dearest. And it looks like now, because that must have been the most recent memory. And we see ourselves walking? No, you see something else. Oh, shit. And this is weird, because it's not in Moonstone Temple. Oh? Ripples appear on the cool placid surface. And then a vision swims clearly into view. And you see someone, and I think all of you kind of freeze. Because you've seen statues... You've seen paintings, but you've never actually seen Aradin in person. Aradin stands atop a lofty peak. Across the islands below him, five towers crowned with gleaming orbs rise into the dawn sky. Aradin's hands have touched each Aeon orb, and a reflection from each orb sparkles upon him. He lifts a longsword and gemstone cut into a five-pointed star and begin to chant in a powerful ancient language. 
His words evoke images of green grout, clear flowing water, and radiant sunlight. As he completes his ritual, the Aeon Orbs flare and brilliant lines of golden light link each tower, crossing the miles between the structures and flowing towards the mountain where Aradon stands. The sun rises and sinks overhead, first slowly, then repeating the pattern at dizzying speeds until it almost looks like there is a ring around Golarion. The land flourishes, and humans walk its surface. Above them, five orbs orbit their towers like jewels in glistening crowns. Suddenly, the throne atop the peak is empty. Mighty Iredon has died. The orbs begin to lose their link to each other, and slowly they fade. Desolation creeps across the land as the bounty provided by the Aeon orbs fade. Then, faintly, a figure arises. For a second, they look like a beautiful young woman with flowing hair and a confident stride in her step. Then she looks almost more like a sword fighter with a flowing cape and shorter hair but eyes that tell a thousand lives. Then they're a towering elf. Their features strange but the joy in their heart more profound than anything you could imagine. And it appears to almost be all three of them at once. And then five more? As the Aeon Orbs overlap with them too. The figure is indistinct, overlaid with five separate gleaming reflections. This new figure reaches out, light emerging from outstretched fingers to bolster the failing orbs and the islands have their life reignited. And finally, the visions come to an end. And you guys are just kind of standing there. Ah. Eric sort of coughs and is like, <clears throat> is, is everyone all right? That was Aradin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And us? And Cecil Gas. I don't know. Ariato, you saw something I don't think the others quite put together as much yourself. I don't know if she wants to talk about it. <laughs> That's fair. Ariato, do you want to make a religion check? 25. There's more to it than just seeing a hag there. The words she said, plus what she had in her hand, fills you with a grim certainty that you know what that was. That was a soul lantern. You can put a single soul in it, using it as if it were permanently dominated by you for information. Called it the Guide to the Gluttondark. Ariato, that was your father. He's still alive albeit trapped, but still alive. She's being held hostage by the Zulgat. Uh, okay. Alright. You alright? Is that too much for you? That was all loaded. That was all very loaded. I... Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? 
You saw something you did not like? My dad might be alive. That is a very good thing. What? No, yes. a good thing. He's alive. His soul trapped inside a lantern. Oh. Said lantern is being used by my mother. Um, that's, that's, that's bad. Who is with the Zulgath. Oh, even first. Well, Ariadna, let's look at this on the bright side. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm just saying this to cheer you up. When we do find her, I can kill her for you if you like. And I'll do that myself. Free- okay. Well, we can free your father, and then he can see how absolutely beautiful you are. Eva, be in awe. It's true. I know that everything is really stressful to find out, but it does mean that you can rescue a part of your family that you didn't know was still around. That, I think, is a very good thing, even though the process will be stressful. You will have the rest of your family here. And we'll be with you through it. Mm Mm-hmm. Wonder how many other men she's had that Oh my God. Well, let's not think about it. <laughs> kids with and then killed or oh. quote unquote killed and used for her fucked up experiments. Possibly many, but let's not go there if you don't uh, want to. <laughs> I think that it is better for the moment to try not to think about that. But if we do find any half siblings, we can help them. <laughs> yes. I just want you to know that we're here for you. Even if your father is trapped and your mother is a bitch. That doesn't mean that you need to that you need to go through this alone. You have us. I promise. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'm just going to absolutely fucking murder her if I get the chance. Yes, homicide will be there. No, it's not an if. It's a it's a will. We will find her. I swear to God. It's a then. Um, there was one other thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Mistress Dusklight put that thing in the wall and she's like, this will help the pool if you spend enough time, but if it don't, uh, you'll, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to, uh, let me back in to help you study more. Yeah, that was an absolute lie. That stone doesn't do shit, right? Do you want, do you want to check it out? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, you go over to the stone. It's kind of staring at the pool. You do a quick survey and there are markings on it. And Ariato, I don't think you need to roll to notice literal fucking gibberish. <laughs> I think she takes the stone, she inspects it, and she's like, Yeah, this is hot garbage. Um, do you want to make uh, an arcana, religion, any of the magic rolls to try figure out what this thing is? Yes. 29. So this is a seeing eye stone. Oh. Oh. Basically, it is essentially a form of remote surveillance. Um, if you, it has another end that you can look through, and you will be able to see through it like it's a keyhole. Ah. So basically, it's like a long-distance camera. She probably put it here to spy on the Zulgat. Hmm. Oh. And you're looking at it, and Ariato, something bad happens. Oh, God. It blinks. Uh. Well, she looks through it and blinks back. Are you okay? What is it? This is basically surveillance. Smash it! Shall I flash it? No! Absolutely. (laughs) What I'm saying is, Ariato, you get the feeling you're being watched for a moment. 
perhaps destroys it <laughs> right now. She, uh, she throws it down. She like smacks it down the floor. Makes sure that the eye is looking. Is makes sure that the eye is looking up. Takes her trident and stabs it. Yeah, it fucking breaks into pieces. But that doesn't mean that just for that moment, Mistress Dusklight was watching you, and she knows that you're down here. Fuck. While Mr. Stuskai is many things, she's not an idiot. Because if you're down here... Who's protecting the circus? We're not with them. We're not with the others. Shall we head home? Immediately. Uh, let's do that. Very quickly. Um, Swords ablaze. <laughs> oh dear. Does anyone have any uh, magic to travel fast? Lady, uh, have any uh, I have. Oh my god, is it going to come into play? Perhaps. I have potions of expedious retreat. <laughs> Three oh. of them to be exact because I sink ahead. You, Rayaris, like, you are my favorite clown. I am the only clown. <laughs> okay. Anyways! <laughs> he hands uh, each of them a potion of expedience a treat and holds on himself. Shall we? Okay. We shall! Chug, 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 chug. As they say, let's blow this popsicle stand! You guys, take a shot of your drinks and get sprinting. Because yep. you got a circus to go check on. Mm-hmm. Like, goodbye, Ultador! Once, yeah, once uh, Ariado's like almost out of the threshold, she shouts, Thank you, Ultador! And then starts sprinting out. Sorry for <laughs> killing you! Ah, now you admit it now! What was that, who? Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.